Hi everyone and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee podcast, kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next free online business assessment, enabling you to pinpoint what your business needs you to fix next. Business tips to help you level up and scale up. everyone it's Simon from Sterling Coaching and welcome to this episode of the Business Success and Coffee podcast in which I'm joined by Claire and Claire is a performance coach uh, and a business mentor and she works with Ambitious. Now on a LinkedIn profile Ambitious is in capital so it must be important so we'll hear a bit more about that later on. So Ambitious individuals and teams who are ready to play, again, in capitals, a bigger game, again, in capitals. So ambitious, wanting to play a bigger game. That's what uh, Claire is about. She's a best-selling author and keynote speaker, and I'm very pleased to have you on the podcast, Claire. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Simon. Thank you for inviting me along. I'm looking forward to sharing some wisdom with you. Great. Well, that's what we're here for, so that's good. And, of course, some talk about coffee as well. Just before we we talk about coffee, just to expand on that bio a little bit, um, just tell the listeners a little bit of why you do what you do. What's the backstory behind being this performance coach and this mentor? uh, And just give us a little bit of what led you to that. So when I when I went into coaching, um, my my backstory really is I've always kind of like wanted to strive to better myself in terms of like my knowledge my my lifestyle my health my well-being and and, you know perform better in all of these areas now the caveat to that is without hitting burnout because that's where I hit in the previous career you know life that I had back in 2005 I collapsed one day with a a blood clot on my lung, which is a pulmonary embolism, and I nearly died. So I I really work with people both personally and in their businesses to enhance and get a better performance, but without that burnout level. So leaders, so that sort of thing. So that's the reason that I'm so passionate about it. My, My life took a sliding door moment back in 2005. And, you know, I'm super, like, we can get there and we can perform better in all our areas, but we don't have to sacrifice ourselves as in sell our soul to do it, which is the, t- yeah. we know the subtitle of my book without selling your soul. So yeah, yeah. that's it's the background. Int- it's interesting. I'll, I'll pick up on two things there. One, well done on surviving that because, you know, my best friend in the world, well, and I can't remember if we mentioned this in the sort of pre-interview chat, but my best friend, we always talked about what we were going to do in life. We both had construction businesses and we were going to retire, move out to the country, mm-hmm. live the life that I'm living now. Uh, and, you know, we all said we we're going to do that when we retired. And he died of exactly what you've just said that you suffered with at the age of 56. And he never, right. ever achieved that. And that, that was that way say sliding door moment yeah. because for me I said yeah I'm not going to go the same way yeah so at, honestly at, at 42 you know, I decided that's enough I'm going to do what we said I was going to do I'm going to do it now there's nothing like a a universal intervention sprung on you out of nowhere yep. to to make you stand up and look at your life like it it, it you, 
that's it. It doesn't get any more real than that. And so that happened to me in um, 2005. My son was only 18 months old. My other children were wow. four and seven. So it was, like I say, yeah. let, let's it's blank sheet of paper time, rebuild. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and that's why I'm so passionate now, because when you've squared that up in the face, um, every day is a true gift. Yeah, I com- I completely agree, and and it's really important to uh, you know for the listeners to realise that you know sometimes we have to embrace the opportunities that those moments give us, and one hundred percent. Yeah, I'm a coach because the recession came in two thousand and nine, and I probably wouldn't have sold my construction business for another five years or so. Mm-hmm. But the recession helped push me along a little bit, and sometimes the university is just trying to give you that little bit of a nudge as well, isn't it? You can't knock divine intervention; it's there for a reason, but it takes Correct. courage from us to accept it rather than hide but I always say you know you can't outrun the truth it, no. it will it will catch you and you know and by that what I mean is our own truth yeah like what is our truth and, and you can't outrun it so you're better off just squaring up to it and getting on with the job <laughs> yeah otherwise one day it will come behind you with a baseball bat and it'll whack you around the back of the head won't it totally I think the yeah. more you dodge it the higher the stakes so yeah. Let's just get on and do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and it is about that awareness of it, isn't it? And just thinking, do you know what? This is happening to me for a reason and being yeah. aware of that and doing something with it. Yeah. So great. Yeah. So that's the philosophical side of uh, the first yeah. part of the podcast out of the way. Um, uh, coffee. Let's talk about the coffee we're drinking. Um, interesting today. Uh, I've just rushed in. So I've definitely gone for my Nespresso pod and I've gone for a Sumatra uh, blend of coffee. And because I've had nothing to eat all day, and I'm feeling a little bit peckish, I've cheated as I normally do, and I've put a shot of caramel syrup in it just to give me a little bit of feels like I've eaten something. Um, so that's that's my coffee, and I've got a big big mug of it. Uh, so tell us a little bit about what you're drinking today, Claire. Right. So so to be honest, you're probably going to wish you'd never asked me the coffee conversation. Okay. Because there's so many intricacies to what I drink, why I drink, and all the rest of it. Ooh, so, so right okay, now, that's intriguing. You've got us all sat on the edge of our seats then. <laughs> so as I shared just before we came on, uh, I, I just had a protein shake because I'm training for a, a substantial um, swim. So I'm swimming Lake Windermere, the whole 10 and a half miles on the 5th of September. So I'm in training at the moment. So I'm taking on a lot of protein before I do some big swims and things like that. So I'd had my protein shake. Then I've gone on to um, to black coffee purely because um, I don't want like any milks or anything to interfere with the protein that I've just had. Makes sense. But then depending on different times of the day, I'll diff- have different drinks. And it's quite funny because all my three kids have got part-time jobs in coffee. So I've got right. one in Costa and two in Starbucks. So I oh, don't worry, we'll, to... we'll convert the cost of one over eventually. Don't worry. <laughs> I didn't used to even be a coffee drinker. No. And so depending on what time of day it is, I'll have um, like an Americano and then sometimes I'll go for like um, a cappuccino and then sometimes I'll have a latte. But then when I do have milks, I'll either go for an almond or an oat milk in there. Um, and I like my coffee extra hot. So, yeah, there's quite a lot of detail there, depending on yeah. where I am, what I'm doing and what's happening as to which coffee I take. Yeah, it's interesting to say you like your coffee extra hot because that's one of the reasons I drink black coffee because I, I, I too like, mm. I like all my drinks hot. And as soon as you put milk in a coffee, you're yeah. cooling it down. And particularly so, if you go for a latte and things like that, even even the hot steam milk, 
Um, so how, how do you cope with that thing? If you like your coffee hot, how do you cope with that when you have things like cappuccino and, and lattes? Then? Well, you see, so I always ask for it extra hot. And again, my kids take the mickey out of me for this, because when I go and order with the barista and I'll say, uh, OK, so a medium latte, um, soy milk, extra hot. So I've like reeled off quite an order there. Yeah. So when I go to pay, I just say, oh, sorry, did I did I? Did I mention that I wanted extra hot? So I reiterate the fact that I want uh, extra hot. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I am quite an awkward um, customer. My, my kids seem to think that I am one of the awkward ones. But if you want it right, you want it right. And that's yeah. that's life, isn't it? Do you know? Yeah, it is. And yeah, I learned that when I went to Canada many years ago and I had my first experience of the sort of the Canadian and the North American way of ordering things because they, they order everything exactly as they want it. If they want it on the side, they have it on their side. If they want their eggs runny and over easy, sunny side up, mm-hmm. you know, they're very precise, aren't they, yeah. in other countries. And I think in the UK, we're not that good at asking how we want things. You know, about the biggest choice we get when we go out, and I'll give the example of a steak, is, you know, do you want it medium, well done or rare? You know, yeah, and that's it. And we don't really get much more choice than that. We don't give much choice than that. So I think places like Starbucks and coffee have actually open that up a little bit more yeah totally more choices and on a hot day like this i would maybe go for an iced so then you can throw all the ice drinks into the equation as well there so that would be yeah. you know probably an iced americano with a little bit of soy milk is quite nice or yeah. my son has really got me really enjoying um an iced americano with pouring cream that's quite nice if yeah. you're looking for something a little bit like of a treat yeah that's quite nice yeah so we've had quite a few um guests who the old carnation milk that used to come in a tin. Oh, I didn't, gosh, e- I didn't even know that was that. still available. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> some people say they still have that. And they, again, it's that pouring cream, isn't it? So yeah, that's yeah, yeah. difference. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Carnation in a tin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I can tell you and the listeners, as we record this, it's Friday and it's really warm out here in the UK at the moment. It's going to forecast a good day tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, I'm definitely going to go for a very unusual drink for me. I'm going to go cold coffee. I'm going to go for the uh, cookie cream frappuccino with the extra coffee shop tomorrow that's going to be my treat for tomorrow so extra hot extra shot that's sometimes what i'm like an extra hot extra shot kind of girl depending on do you know what it's all it's all mood driven it's what i've got going on in my day it's how i'm feeling it's how i'm training it's how hot the weather is um it's if i've got a long drive or a no drive or if my son's convinced me to take him out for a drive through just because when we were actually throughout lockdown, when we could just, when the drive-throughs opened, that was one thing that I was able to do with my son, just to just to break the day up for him a little bit. And I often joke with him that we should have kept a log about how many miles we've driven, how much we spent on coffee, and how many times we've been out and a playlist. We would have had a real cap- yeah. time capsule there of all those things that we did to to keep sanity during yeah. one well, of the lockdowns. There's, there's a set of chronicles <laughs> that offer themselves up to a podcast or a blog or a book. Yeah, yeah definitely, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your favorite coffee? Then, If you've got all these different choices, um, yeah. And the listeners will know mine's gingerbread latte. So, you know, if I'm going to treat myself, it's, and it's, you know, it's that time of year. I don't know why gingerbread lattes can't be all year round, but they're not here in the UK anyway, but what, what's your favorite coffee and, and how do you like that coffee? Do you know what? Now you've said gingerbread latte. I do like that one. Would it be my favourite? I'm going to be quite awkward and say I don't have a favourite. I, I'm i very hard in all sorts of areas to pin down to one thing. I'm, I'm, I'm very 
much of a diverse person, maybe blame the Gemini trait in me. <laughs> um, so I'd probably have some, you know, like if somebody said to you, what's your favourite song? And you're like, I can't name one. I've probably got a top 10. Or your favourite movie, I've got a top 10. So coffees would be um, Americano, a latte. Um, like I say, gingerbread latte out of all the lattes would be there. Americano, I just like that one. And sometimes I like the iced version. So yeah, if I'm allowed three, okay. let's go with an iced drink, a straight up Americano and then a, a, a latte. I did warn you before we started this, sometimes the questions don't quite go to the script. So I'm going to ask you now, because you've set something off now. What is your favourite movie? <laughs> Do you know what? I probably can, I can narrow that down to, I really love It's a Wonderful Life. I really okay. do love that movie. Um, yeah. And then I, I really like the 80s movies. So I love Top Gun. I love Cocktail. Um, I love Dirty Dancing. All of the, yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm an 80s addict, yeah. really. Footloose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of those. But I really just, so, so yeah. So, but I think It's a Wonderful Life, really. That one really gets me. I really do like yeah. that film. Yeah, yeah. I must admit, yeah, I, I'm the opposite to you. The the sort of the 80s, 90s movies um, don't do it for me too much. It's either the older ones or uh, I'm certainly more of a sort of, superhero-y type oh really fan. so what's your favorite let me flip well, it back to you yeah yeah well it's it's interesting because in, in complete sort of um contradiction to what i've just said my favorite movie is forrest gump oh i love forrest gump yeah uh, and it's purely because no matter what that guy faces he just keeps going he overcomes it he sees mm -hmm. the simplicity of things in in a way that i think is so eye-opening for us and how we should look at life as well. Mm -hmm. And it's got some real tragedy in, in the film, but it's one of those real good films where you think, wow, do you know what? I can achieve anything after watching that film. Yeah. And do you know what? what? I've got a tattoo on my right foot yeah. and you know the feather that comes down? Yeah, uh, yeah. That is, that's what my feather is. Oh, right. My right foot, yeah. There you go. Um, so, yeah, so, so people no, that know you now will be saying, I didn't know Claire had got a tattoo on her ankle. I've got three tattoos, but I tell you what, I'm not telling anyone where the other two are until they meet me in person. <laughs> so if anyone meets me in person, I'll know that they've listened to this podcast because they'll be like, Claire, where are the other tattoos and what are they? <laughs> <laughs> so there we have it. That's the test to determine the listenership to this podcast. <laughs> All these people will be stopping you in the street now. Although they can't see you, so they won't know what you look like. So that's okay. So let's, let's go on to the, the, the business topics now then that, in your own business, what would you say has been the latest or the most significant thing that you've worked on or that you've fixed in your own business? Because that helps listeners connect with, with you as a person and as a business. What's, what's been that for you? So I think the biggest thing that's happened to me of, of recent times is, so I used to work exclusively with food businesses because my uh, my most immediate background was launching and growing and exiting a food brand, which is now sold in 21 countries. And it's doing amazingly well. It's the vegetable crisp brand called Scrubbies, vegetable crisps. Yep. And so I exited that in 2016 and then went on to coach exclusively to food businesses. However, I was, you know, evolving more as a person and looking at where I wanted to direct my life and business going forward. So I, I thought, right, OK, I want to expand wider than this. So I decided to train um, 
in coaching because although I've got 25 years of business experience and I'm a business mentor as well as a coach, yeah. um, I was being asked, you know, so so what's your training with? Who's your training with? What what are your credentials? Mm-hmm. So I've done a lot of training this past 18 months. So I'm now um, an ICF accredited ACC coach. Mm-hmm. I'm also an NLP practitioner. So I would say the biggest thing that I've done of recent times is to train and invest in my own um, yep. education, personal development, because then that gives me more tools to, to then help my clients. And it's helped me expand into a wider demographic of who I work with. So that's the biggest thing I've done of recent times. Yeah. And I was just about to ask you then, or, because you know there are lots of people listening to this who are probably thinking, yeah, I know I should do that. They might have started some training. I signed up for a course. I paid £895 for this course two years ago, and I still haven't completed it. I got about halfway through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm sure there's many people like me listening to this where they either thinking about it or they started and not finished because very often we don't see what's the benefit you know what's going to be the the outcome from from this mm-hmm. for those people you know you said about what reaching a wider demographic is there any kind of advice or tip that you would give us of why we should just get it done okay so first of all i would say as with anything i believe that if whatever we undertake we need to really hook into our why so for me, my why, it was, it was a wider, it was a vehicle to take me into a wider, like I say, a wider demographic. So that was that why. Yeah. Um, I also looked at my personal why. And the, you see, I just had a feeling that it was going to develop me more as a person. I, don't, I, I just think the best money you'll ever invest is always on yourself and in your own growth and your own personal development, your emotional intelligence, everything. So I knew that there would be some benefits to come from that. What I didn't understand and know is just how amazing those benefits would be, particularly with the NLP and some of the different coaching tools okay. that I've learned. So if anyone is to have, you know, started and, and halfway through something, and, and this is kind of like when I was writing my book, I remember getting to the middle phase, the middle bit of the book. So I set myself a target of, oh, I don't know, 40,000 words, whatever it was. Um, and at the time I had a book mentor and she was helping me just like to keep me going really, you know, yeah. kind of like a coach, but in a mental capacity as well. And I just hit a wall and I was like, oh, I can't do this. It's too, there's too much to do. It's too much of a journey mm. to let go on. And, and that could be the same as when you've embarked on some, on, on a course or anything. So it's kind of like rewind, go back to your why, hook in and just get on and do it. There's no substitute for just getting on and doing it, is it? You know, it's yeah. the jfdi isn't it we can faff about forever and ever um so if you're gonna do it do it and if you're not park it yeah write it off that i'm not doing it hook into your why i'll get on it's one or the other isn't it it's interesting what you said there as well about the personal why but you also you know two or three times now i've mentioned the wider why Mm -hmm. and i think sometimes we we forget that don't we you know it's not just the impact it has on us but who else is going to you know receive an impact from it yeah and you know I know it sounds corny but that's the reason I carry on doing what I'm doing if ever I get you know we're all human we all have bad days we all have days that you know I think people tend to think if you're a coach you're Hmm. you're optimistic all the time or you're positive all the time or you know your life's wonderful and breezy and actually it's not we're all human and the Shh, thing don't, that don't really... share the secret too much <laughs> everybody I think you're bursting the bubble time. now yeah <laughs> And the thing that keeps me going is like, I know for a fact I can help people. I know that I 
can coach people to where they want to be. And whenever I'm feeling a little bit like that, that's my why. I know I've got the tools. I know I can help so much. And and it, it would be an injustice if I wasn't able to help in the way that I know I can. So, so that's my why. So yeah. if, if we hold on to our bigger why, all the little incidental bits of, well, I can't write 20,000 words, or I can't finish that course, or I can't submit that, that thing that I need to do to finish for my accreditation, then push all the little incidentals out the way, hook back into your overriding why, and then it all seems so much more achievable. Right. Yeah, perfect. So let me ask you the question about the performance side of this thing. So you shared this this great insight into how this development has, has helped you and helps you reach a wider audience. Going to a performance, you know, you, I mentioned right in the beginning of your bio, your, your performance coach. What would you say your performance has been improved by, by going through this development? Not necessarily the impact, but the performance. Is that, has it made a difference to performance? Because obviously, okay. you know, you're talking about the swimming and the protein. I know you totally, understand that kind of forms. Tell us a bit more about that. So, so I think the I think what I would like to really um, get a narrative going on in the wider place, you know, world is performance isn't all about getting up at five o'clock in the morning and you know hustling and grinding and all this sort of thing because that's when you do hit the burnout and it and, it, and it's yeah. incorrect for that for that assumption to potentially be out there. So in terms of like what performance is all about, it's really bridging that gap between where we are and where we want to be. And then just literally working on that in, in a very simple way, but making sure we, we keep our um, well-being at the front and center of, of achieving that. So if we, if we use the simile of the swimming training that I'm going on at the moment, so if I was to look at a, you know, a, an axis of where my performance is and where my well-being is, um, at the moment, I would say um, I'm just probably a little bit under power on the performance because I'm still going through some training. Yeah. But my well-being is, is, is intact in terms of my body's good. Um, you know, I'm not overtraining, I'm not undertraining, and it, it, it's working right. So it's a case of me having developed a plan with my coach. I have a swim coach uh, to say, yeah. right, OK, so my, my well-being's here. My performance needs to be a little bit higher, but that's good because we've got eight weeks to go. So... And then we can apply all that same thing to our businesses. So, okay, so, so the, the, the performance element might be, okay, so I want to, I don't know, work with six new clients. And, and the well-being aspect of that is however many hours a week I want to work and how I want to do that. Or, or managing the team, you know, you can liken this to everything. So it's getting a blend of your wellness and your performance together yeah. to make sure that we, we hit that hit that sweet spot. So doing all of the training that I've done and looking at the NLP techniques that I now work with and use my clients, um, my own personal performance in both my business and my life and my well-being and my family and my health and my overall um, is pretty good at the moment. Yeah. And I know good. how to keep it to that balance. Yeah. And that can be applied in businesses as well. So, so that's what performance is all about, really. It, it's where are you? Where do you want to go? And mapping yeah. the bit in between. And I think you said something really important as well uh, there that listeners you need to pick up on. It's keeping everything else intact. Totally. Because if we underperform, we could just sit in a bath all day long and our well-being is amazing. You know, we're chilling in a bath, we're in a bath, yeah. we're reading a book, we're listening to a podcast and the well-being is yeah. amazing. But there's no 
progress going on. There's no yeah. performance going on. So we will yeah. be underperforming. Whereas if we go in hell for leather, like I say, five o'clock in the morning, hustle, grind, hustle, grind, yeah. and there's no pay, no paying attention to our well-being, then we're not going to hit that performance because that's going to fall down. Yeah, yeah. So underperforming is as bad as overperforming. And it, it's it's getting that line through the middle Yeah, and intact. Yes, exactly. And listeners, yeah, make sure, you know, if you're listening to this podcast and you're starting to really start to look inwards at yourself or look at your business, I think that's a really good place to start. You know, is every part of what I'm doing intact? Mm-hmm. And if it's not, then that's the area to do some work on, isn't it? That's the the gap between where you are and where you want to be. That totally. Then you can improve oh, oh, and if you want on. to go into even more detail with that, let's say if you've got, I don't know, let's say you've got five elements, well, then score them out of 10. Where yeah. do you want them to be? Where are they? And then visualize yeah. that as your wheel, you know, and then yeah. is, it, is, it, is it limping along or is it smooth? <laughs> yes. So, that that's the way that you can see am i intact is this task in hand intact you know the performance we could even it it could be one event it could be a speaking event or it could be like me with a sporting event we can look at one individual thing or a whole business or our entire life or one aspect of our life It, it can be applied to everything and listeners, you can't you can't see Claire making her hand gestures here, but she's drawing a nice circular wheel. And it's interesting. You know, I have a, an exercise that I do where I go through the, the aspects of wheel of life and I get people yeah. to score it and then draw it up, which, you know, we all sort of do as coaches and consultants. And I often say to people when they connect the dots together, if that was a wheel, would you put it on your wagon and what kind of ride would you have if you did? Yeah. Would it be limping along and bumpy or would it, would <laughs> yeah. it be smooth? Yeah. You know, and it's, it's yeah, not the size yeah. of the wheel, is it? It's the smoothness of it. That's exactly. the important thing. Yeah. Exactly. And it's it's like I say, and our well-being is in the middle of that because, you know, rewind back to 2005. My well-being was just not there at all. So I could have had all these ideas, aspirations, business goals, um, ability, talent, everything. Yeah. But at the core, if my well-being wasn't there. So, so it, yeah. it is a balance of keeping all these things yeah. intact. And, and I know, uh, listeners, you should be able to see me because my, I, I, I talk <laughs> with my hands. Yes. And I've got, like, arms everywhere. <laughs> yeah. But it's, a nice, it's a nice curve that you draw in there, and it is important to have that smoothness of that. And, again, yeah. you know, it's mm-hmm. not about, to me, you know, too many people go for the, the big gains and they end up with this, what looks like a star, you know, you end up with these really big peaks with really bad troughs. And that's, uh, that's not and, a good wheel to be is, on. It, it's not actually sustainable. I think no. if we try and go, if we try and go for a 360, if we're like, right, okay, this is not working. I'm going to completely change everything. Then that's not sustainable. No. Even if we go, if we go and say, right, okay, I'm going to change half of it. Then sometimes that's not sustainable. If we do it in small sort of like incremental bits, where we can keep our energy, we can keep our focus, we can keep the momentum, then that's when, you know, it's tortoise and hare stuff, isn't it? That's when we can sort things out and and make the gains that we want sustainably and and progressively. Yeah, yeah, progressively. I like that. That's a great word. Love that. So before I go on to the question and the tip of what you uh, are going to give the the listeners today, uh, something for them to take away, You've, you've mentioned your book a couple of times. So yep. 
nicely dropped. Um, <laughs> so let's 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 tell the listeners at this point how they can find out more about you, where they can go to get your book. Tell us you know, the title of the book and how we can connect with you and how we can get the content that you've got. Okay, so my book is mainly aimed at food businesses, so it's not entirely relevant to to my identity per se at the moment. That said, there are what I've got in there called my Claire's Diamonds, which are literally digestible snippets for you to take on board, sort of like motivational, inspirational three or four liners. And usually if you duck into the book and you just read one of those, then you'll find some inspiration for whatever hurdle you're currently facing, both in life and in in your business. So that's available on Amazon. It's the winning mix. Um, Like I say, it's called Launch and Grow Your Food Business Without Selling Your Soul, because I did sell my soul, but that's probably another podcast entirely. Yeah. but yeah, it is. It is. It has got some relevances um, just to, to to general, you know, business aside from food business. So if you want to connect with me on Instagram, I'm on Instagram. Um, I'm also in Clubhouse. I'm also on Twitter and LinkedIn. So my handles are either at the Claire Brumby or just at Claire Brumby, depending on if one was already taken. My website is um, clairebrumby.com and my email address is hello at clairebrumby.com. And Claire is C-L-A-I-R-E. It certainly is. It's got everything in it. Yeah. And Brumby is B for Bravo, R-U-M for Mother, B-Y. That's spot on. That is exactly it. Yeah. So there you go, listeners, you you know where to go um, to connect and go to Amazon to grab a copy of the book. And it's interesting, yeah. Yeah, in construction, which I've spent all my life in, I've been offered many jobs. I've been offered jobs fairly recently, actually, and uh, positions. And I've said the same thing. Sorry, I'm not going to do that, because if I do that, I'm going to be selling my soul. Um, because so many corporates and, need that, don't they? And, and do you know what? I think... That might actually take us quite nicely onto my top tip for the listeners because mm. I have a rule now and and I and I say that it's a hard fought one, but I stand by it. Like if I'm not having fun, then I'm not doing it. Yeah. Like I won't do it. So yes, we've all got bills to pay. That said, where is the rule to say that you can't grow the business? and have the life of your dreams if you make the right decisions and right choices. Absolutely so agree. If you sell your soul along the way, you end up becoming, hmm. I don't know, from a business perspective, you can create a monster like I did. I, I, I created this business when I had my food business that I wasn't aligned with. And when I look back on the journey, there were several things, like you know we were speaking about earlier, you can't outrun the truth. It's impossible. It will catch you. Yeah. So that ties up to the selling your soul because you sell your soul once as in you make a decision which goes against your core values. And before you know it, you're on the run. But then you can't outrun that truth. It's impossible. It will catch you up. So then that all ties into the fact of if you have your own rule, which is mine, if, I'm, if it's not fun, I'm not doing it because I want to show up as the best me in every context I can in both my personal life, my family life, my my uh, my business for my clients in every single way now if I'm not having fun or if I'm selling my soul or if I'm de- taking my life down the wrong turn because of a wrong decision because I've sold my soul then you know you're on hiding to nothing aren't you yeah, so what yeah. I would say just is- the phrase it doesn't sound fun does it you know when people say oh yeah you know I took that job but you know uh, I've sold my soul 
doesn't sound much fun at all, doesn't it? It doesn't sound like, like you're going to enjoy it. It, it, you know, like link it back to so, so this diamond on the wall, choose life, whatever you do, make sure you're happy. We're not here forever. That was inspired yeah. by my, my near death experience. And so that all links back up. So what I would say is, you know, <laughs> have fun. We don't know how long we are here. Yeah. We don't know how long we've got, you know, if you don't like the ride you're on, get off. If you're not having fun, you're on the wrong one. So that's kind of yeah. what I would say. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> And, you know, I'd echo that. And, you know, one of my favourite quotes is from Richard Branson. And he, uh, a long, long while ago, said, you know, have fun and the money will come. Totally. I think if you if you go, if you follow your heart and your soul and you live by your own set of rules, then life has a way of meeting you halfway. Yeah. We've got to go first and set our intention and it will meet us halfway. I'm very aware that some people listening to this might be thinking, yeah, this is all great. And, you know, you say this, but, you know, it's not always that rosy and it's not always that easy. And sometimes you have to make sacrifices and you have to take things. Uh, and that's a question that, you know, I come across a lot. And, you know, sometimes it even comes into our mind, you know, sorry, listeners, Claire burst a bubble, but us coaches are always optimistic and positive and full of it. Yeah, we're not. You know, we're business owners, just like you. you know, we have the same doubts, the same problems, the same issues, um, and the same thoughts about you know, that as well. What would but you do say? You know what? That's where mm. the power lies. The power lies there when you can think those thoughts and do it anyway, because we're not here for a quick win. If we're looking at like over a lifetime, so, so when I started my food business, I genuinely was in it for the long run. It just, I lost passion halfway. But it was the full journey for me. I lost passion, so I changed it. It was hard. It was yeah, brutally hard. And so I didn't just rock up into the coaching world with a ready-made business. Hmm. I rocked up with the same fears. And by the way, the fears are always there, no matter how many clients you have. And you'll know this, no matter how many clients, no matter how yeah. long your business is going. Because at first, it's like, well, can I grow it? Then can I sustain it? Then can I keep the passion? Then am I getting the results? So there's always a fear. And I think the power is in carrying on despite all of those things for all of us as business owners. And you've answered the question there because I was going to say, what what could you say to us? And it's carrying on despite, isn't it? It, it, It's really understanding. So, so, and then again, this takes us full circle to our big why. Like, so I'm not in this coaching game for as a flash in the pan to shut up shop in three years. I'm hit, I'm, it, it's my journey over a lifetime. It's my evolution over a lifetime. So if I have a bad month or a bad quarter or a bad year, I'm not going to throw the towel in because I'm committed to my journey. I'm committed to my development. I'm committed to my growth. So when you look at it as in like you're running a marathon, yeah. then year one, you're not going to throw the towel in because you know you've got another 25 odd years or whatever, 25.2 if you're looking at the marathon terms. So it's, it's about going for the long yeah. term. Yeah. We only, in my experience, we, we tend to um, feel the pressure when we put in the timeline on. So like, well, if I did mm. this and it doesn't return me by the 1st of September, then I failed. Yeah. But then that's the difference between a master goal and a performance goal. So if, if somebody had a, had a goal of, oh, I don't know, the one that's usually banded about on the internet is a 10K month. So if you got to the end of the month and you only got 9,500, would you say, oh, I failed? 
Yeah. No, you wouldn't. You'd, you'd bank the nine and a half thousand pounds. So your master goal might be ten thousand, but your performance goal sits you at nine and a half. Are you going to take it? Yeah. So it's the same as in, in business. If we look at it overall, what we're wanting to achieve and we don't throw the towel in just because and we're in it for a lifetime or we're in it for the time we've, we've allocated that we're going to do it, then that's how you keep going. Yeah, yeah. perfectly said. Listeners, that was a masterclass right there. Thank you very much. <laughs> People pay thousands of pounds to listen to stuff like so that. Passionate. So passionate, you can hear me getting on my heart. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that's, but that's important because, you know, that, this is the kind of stuff. I say, you know, people do pay thousands of pounds, thousands of dollars to mm-hmm. sit and, and have this stuff. And, yeah, they're getting it on this podcast from you for free. So appreciate Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Which then leads me on to the... Uh, the the final question, but before I, I ask that question, I'm going to ask it in a slightly different way, uh, which is going to throw you a bit of a curveball, Claire. Sorry, uh, but seriously, listeners, you you literally have had that masterclass there. The important thing now is you go out and do something with it. You know yeah. that you look at keeping your, you know the aspects intact. You look at that circular uh, view of you know, those ingredients that you've got of your performance. And most importantly, you just do everything with what you've just said there about carrying on despite, because mm-hmm. there will always, always be, if you think it's going to be a bed of roses in life and in business, then sorry, you know, we're definitely going to burst that bubble. So carrying on despite, definitely. Uh, and those near-life experience, those near-death experiences uh, can certainly shock you into that. So last question, if you're going to have your next coffee as complex as it might be depending on the time of day that it is if you're going to have that coffee claire in a dream location where would that dream location be oh do you know what you have got me now however you're going to give me free now aren't you i know you are well no do you know what i am going to be very strict and i am going to give you one and i'm going to self-impose discipline and i'm going to tell you that it would be at watergate bay in cornwall because i absolutely love in fact we did um, a photo shoot for my 40th birthday on the beach um and i can't remember how old my kids were but they'd only be about i don't know six ten and twelve something like that um and it's my 50th in two years time and the really cool photos that we got of of us there we're going to recreate but obviously oh, wow. 10 years on so yeah. like the ones where i'm holding my son he's going to hold me because he's a strapping six yeah. foot two um he'll be 18 yeah <laughs> so yeah watergate bay yeah. we've had so many amazing memories and where, whereabouts for the listeners is that in cornwall so we always stay at padstow and it's about five minute drive 10 minute oh. drive from padstow and i was down so, there just a few weeks ago uh, do you know what? It, it's got the most amazing surf. If you're into like surfing and bodyboarding, right. um, it's just fabulous. There's the, a Watergate Bay Hotel. Um, it's just, it, it's magical. It's like a magical right. place. Yep. It's just magic. So I right. would be a Watergate Bay. Watergate Bay. So one one final aspect of that question then, and it's not because of the, the complexity of the coffee and how you drink it during the day, but what time of day would that be then? Would it be... Early morning, midday, late evening. Give us a, an idea of what time of day. What are you looking at? Sunset, sunrise, etc. It would will it be one of those two? So it would be a sunrise because I love to be in the water and watch the sunrise. I love yep. it. I like 
Um, so throughout throughout the second lockdown, um, I was fortunate enough to go my local river and I would swim every morning and watch the sunrise. And then, but I do love a sunset. But I'm going to pick one. I'm going to be very disciplined. I'm going to go for a sunrise. I'm going to go for a sunrise. I'm going to go for a piping hot Americano, watching the sun come up, preferably in the water at Watergate Bay. Bay. Sounds idyllic. Absolutely amazing. And you created such a picture there. And everybody will be Googling it now. What's Watergate Bay? Yeah, Watergate Bay going to have all these people going in there. <laughs> so thank you very much. You've, you've given us so much. Uh, I've been writing and scribbling notes down here. And I've got so much that I've taken away. And listeners, I, ho- I hope you have taken lots of notes uh, from listening to this as well. Reach out to Claire. Make sure you digest the content she's got there look at a linkedin profile look at the website you know read articles read blogs you know if you're in the food industry definitely get a copy of the book if you're not still get a copy anyway yeah you know, i'm sure there's <laughs> going to be some nuggets you're going to be able to take away from it and as always thank you very much for giving up your time uh, thank you for sharing your passion as well it's always good when people get excited and passionate about what they're talking about because that's that's what this is all about and of course we've talked about some interesting things of coffee as well so I really do appreciate it. Thank you for taking part. You're very welcome. And, and and listeners, I hope you've enjoyed what I've had to say. And it will be great to um, great to take the conversation on from here. It would be lovely to hear from you. Yeah, definitely. And of course, leave a review. You know, let us know what you thought about this as well. That would be great. But most importantly, do something with what we've said. Yeah. You know, take a look. Look at all the aspects of your life and your business and put some of the things that you've learned from us today into practice within the next couple of days. Uh, Otherwise, the time will be lost. So do something with what you've got. Hopefully this has helped you be better aware, better educated uh, and, you know, hold yourself accountable. Do something with it. And of course, this is part of my mission to help you do those three things for businesses and people around the world. And I look forward to having you on the next podcast. Bye for now. (laughs)